Hello and welcome to episode 62 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and my partner in crime. We'll never do time. A sentence for us has to end in a rhyme. Mark, do you know what that's from? No. Right. Care? Yeah, go on. Do you? Yeah. Oh, no Anton Deck. Yeah. Remember when they were PJ and Lincoln? Oh, psych. Yeah? <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Mm. Good line, that, isn't it? Yeah. Sentence for us has to end in a rhyme. This is a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, and I like that we're adding a bit more sport in. I think our plan of eking it in until people don't realise we're just going to be a sport podcast at some point. <laughs> but sport, po- oops, you're right. You're oh. a bit close. Yeah, a bit close. Sorry. Sports podcasts tend to go the other way. The ones that I listen to, I'll start off as sport and then just yeah. end up like and think you can only talk about football so much. Yeah, we're going the other way, aren't we? Slowly. Yeah. Where am I? Uh, we're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception in short it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness then our work here is done the cat's in the room he's not normally in the room when we're doing this just rewind just a bit what why what which bit there's an expectation that madness will be better every week that was pathetic the cat was in my eye line it was what he put me off felt i don't want to he's quite a jumpy cat yeah he is a jumpy cat yeah and i don't want to scare him okay all right that's fair enough then um, I can't really do that now. You silenced me totally, didn't you, last time? I started singing a madness song and you well, edited have, it all out. Well, I did have that light. I was actually going to do it one of these days. Oh, yeah. Okay. Done my, yeah, I've done the intro. Make sure you subscribe to us in your podcast app and follow us on the socials by searching for I'm Finecast. And please do drop us an email at imfinecast at gmail.com. We do get a few more emails these days. Yeah. They're mostly for you, but there we are. <laughs> like you're a personal. <laughs> no, answer mailbag. Keep reminding me because I'll forget. Oh, we've got something. I'll write it down. Google is now playing our podcast again. Phew. Uh, so I like to think it was me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can't be sure. <laughs> Take I spent the a, Yeah, I spent a lot of time working on it and, I can't actually, and it suddenly started working again. I'm going to do something now, which is going to really annoy people. Will it annoy me? Uh, not right here, right now, but when you're listening... Right depends here. Where you, depends where you, you listen back in your headphones, don't you, when you're on a walk or something, don't you? Um, you like to listen to straight our... Straight after the edit, I listen to, yeah, late at night on the headphones. With yeah. your headphones on. So you're not listening to it on a loudspeaker or anything no. like that? Okay. So... Not on my stereo system. So all <laughs> your hi-fi system, your, stack, your stacks. I bet you've got those, haven't you? I bet you've got record player, separate amp. Used you? to. I haven't. All uh, right. I used to love those. They're all coming back, aren't they? Mm. So all you have to say is, hey, Google, play I'm Fine Podcast. Play I'm Fine Podcast on Spotify. They go now. That's what's going to annoy everyone because, hey, Google, stop. Hammer time. Last time I, <laughs> last time I said that in the car, my phone suddenly started kicking in Okay. the Google. So that hopefully everyone's Google device oh, has now gone off. <laughs> and you could also listen to us on Amazon Music now. How would that work? What? Oh, right. Sorry, Mark. Um, let me tell you. I've no go- idea. By going, Alexa, play I'm Fine podcast. And it will. See, so hopefully that's why they just set everybody's devices off. There's one slight slip in what you've just described. Why? What? What? They'll be listening to us already. Yeah, but if I'm in the car, that would have set my phone off. My phone would just then go into Google Assistant. Oh, so you can have us twice. Well, yeah, but interrupt, you know, mm. our beautiful voices. So two podcasts at once. But yeah, but then it will play. Say you're listening to something before or on Apple. Well, you'll be listening to this. Yeah, but you might be listening to this on your app, and then but it loads up. If you use your Google Assistant, you can choose which app you want to play it through. So it'll either load up Spotify or load up okay. whatever. So I'm going to have to let the cat out of the room. Okay. Let, let the cat Is out of the scared? bag. <laughs> Scaredy cat. Did you not ask Colin because of the allergies? <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think Colin's coming back. Oh, after your comment? Mm. Okay. Just leave that to mailbag. Okay. Letter, letter of resignation. <laughs> um, your, premi- oh, your Premier League slash Premiership letter was so good. That what do you I, mean my letter? Well, that's the point I'm going to make. Oh, right. I did have two people. What, have you? What, so, say, think it was legit? Yeah. Idiots. Um, One's really big, though. What do you mean? Well, it'll beat you up. Really <laughs> heck. You will. I won't say who it is, though. I could take anyone on. I know him, don't I? Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a pussy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start a new podcast. <laughs> Hello. It's Wayne. He's all talk. <laughs> Hello, Wayne. Oh, I'm waiting for the edit. Love you. Coming up in this episode, catch-ups, uh, bookmarks. Um, we've got a little little something from you. We've got something written down again. You must mean business. Yeah. Uh, called Controlled Opposition. Yeah. Uh, we've got some mailbag. I'll get to keep yeah. reminding you. Yeah. Mark? <laughs> Have you got something spontaneous? Yeah. Go on then. Do your uh, best. I like your top. It's exactly the same as mine. Yes. Wow, we must be twins. <laughs> <laughs> We're now dressing the same. Yes. It's a nice black top. It really goes with your glasses because they are black too. Your your top is also black. It goes with the bags under your eyes. <laughs> You're not quite understanding the positive bit of this, okay. are you? This, this, be- isn't, this isn't a factual statement. It's beautifully <laughs> reflected in the bags under your eyes. That's more like it. That's Poetry. It. It's just a slight twist. That was all it was. It was needed. Well, ginger and black, you're sort of wolves, aren't you? Gold and black till I die, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss well, the badge. Good. Do you have a song? A wolf song? Oh, a few songs. Yeah. Do yeah. You just like one that's not really like, come on, you wolves, but something that's like your club song? Uh, we have got... Oh, what have we got? You put me on the spot. There's some songs, isn't there, that's the same. Because every club has it. Yeah. They're just slight variations. Don't don't say the, the club name. That's yeah. all. <laughs> like, come on, you, you know. Yeah, the colours. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Insert name here. Mm. We do. We love you. Insert name here. We do. Yours has got to be the longest name in football, is it? Oh, that's a good one. Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. Mm. Might be. Queen's Park Rangers. That's quite long. Are you talking mm. letters or words? Nuno had a dream to build a football team with Chinese owners and a wonder kid from Porto. With five at the back and pace in attack. We're Wolverhampton. We're on our way back. Most clubs have got that one, but they just changed the words. Okay. Do you like that? Okay. You've missed the point I'm trying to make. I don't. Those are just modern day, aren't they? Do you not have a club song? So with Liverpool, like, you'll That's never walk we, alone. Yeah, yeah, we have, um... Hi-ho, Wolverhampton, oh, everywhere no, we go. No, what, no, that? no, no, a club... Hold on, no one has a club song apart from bloody Liverpool. We have a club song. Oh. Right, I'm not going to sing it. Come on, play the game. No, I'm going to put a tune on. Sounds shit. Just, I'm not sure this Put is the right the... one. Don't knock it. It's almost like the one I've just done. Don't tell me people in down at the Rovers just go. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, number one. They... Number one. We there are words to it. That was just the. Look, I've just sung it back right? in the I've day. Just sung mine. Actually, not every club has it. Has a what? A club ha, song. Have a song like you know, we know you never walk alone, or they haven't you know adopted a, a popular song as their own. I think they do. 
You think every club? Yeah, but some cl- some clubs play it when the players come out, like the Hey, Wolverhampton. Yeah, you no, I, no, I don't we, mean that. I don't mean adopting. We're a forever song. blowing bubbles. Yes, by, that's that's what I mean. That's a what club. I'm talking about. That's literally what I've just said, and you went, "No, a song like a." Yeah, but you're talking yeah, we about play, tunes. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Oh, then what are you saying? I don't know what you're saying. This is flowing. The bub- we're forever blowing bubbles is a song. Yes. A popular song had nothing to do with West Ham before you know, until they started singing it. No. Right. Correct. I host, you know, Silver Lining, right? Yes. It's a song. We've adopted it and put Wolverhampton in. It's really clever, right? Okay, let me... Be... And we when we play it as the players are coming out and just before kickoff. Right. Which is what West Ham do. Exactly. So let me just clarify. Liverpool don't play Never Walk Alone. Yes, they do. Not before you. Not before the players come out. Yeah. Not as, no, they don't. It's not their song they come out to. I would say they do. Do you want to look it up before we go any further? This is all coming out, but... <laughs> Let's let's do this later. How do we get onto that anyway? Ginger, oh god, yeah. I don't know if this will work. We'll just give it one go. I don't know what you get up to down at Rovers. Oh, sounds shit. I can't hear what they're saying. This has gone well, football. Move on. (laughs) Move on. Vaccine update. Mark, last week I had the vaccine, didn't I? Yeah. I was all right during the podcast. Yeah, you were, what, you were And just at the end, I edited, I edited, yeah, it was, wasn't I? Because I think you said in the week, was there any cocaine in that vaccine? Because you were like on one. I was like, what, what are you on about? Then I listened to, to the edit and I was like, yeah. Sorry really, there is. <laughs> yeah. And um, I coughed a couple of times, which I edited out. Mm. I felt my, my throat was closing up. Okay. But after you left, that was it. I was all downhill from there. Yeah. Next 48 hours of just... Illness, ill. I think I had every one of those um, things I read out on the on this paper. Yeah, on the paper. Yeah, one in ten means all ten, doesn't it? Yeah. And, it, and I, I've asked around everybody I know yeah. who I've asked has, has been ill for forty hours. And everyone's using the expression. Um, one of my <laughs> one of my clients used the expression exactly the same as you. Feel like I've been hit by a bus. Yeah. Literally raging temperature. Yeah. Really ill. Calling one 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 or whatever it is. Okay, wasn't that bad? No. No, but, but they no, were people have copper. been bad. Yeah. yeah. I said I've been fine for like 18 months and then wallop. Still, you'd be fine until the booster in September. Well, yeah, well, I've got my... I've got November. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got 10 weeks to my second one. And then, yeah, I've got to think about here about booster jabs. On Sky News this morning, Vaccine Minister Nadim Zahawi yeah. said the first booster doses would go to the top four priority groups. Actually, I don't even know what the top four priority groups. Oh, right. So not police and frontline care work no. and all those kind no. of things. Okay. Oh, including, uh, sorry, including care home staff, NHS workers, and they're clinically extremely vulnerable. Yeah. Okay. So still yeah, not so police, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they're not included in that again. Uh, he told the Telegraph that this would likely begin in September and that the government is expecting up to eight different jabs to be available by the autumn. We're going to be pin jabs. cushions, aren't we? Aren't we? Which is not going to end. Well, There'll be one a week, the, wouldn't there? Come for this one. It's not allowed to end, is it? We've got variant 483XYZ, right? And you come, bosh. Washing up on these shores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I reckon that evergreen tank is full of vaccines. It could be, couldn't it? Mm. Mm. Have you seen the gif about Austin Powers? Oh, trying to turn around. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, well, how did the hell did that get stuck? All right, because it's not always bad winds or something. It's like... I think no. tidal stuff or... It, it, People have been going, those ships have been going through the Suez Canal for fucking decades. Maybe it's the first time she'd driven it. <laughs> oh, 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 the Colin was here, she'd have you. 
Um, a number of these boosters will reportedly be manufactured in the UK, which could ease the pressure on supplies amid tensions with the European Union as it faces shortages for AstraZeneca. These will apparently, I've just been looking at, they, these will be quick to rattle out now, mm-hmm. I think, these boosters, because they basically don't have to go through the same trials now, which I found out. you think they'd all have to go through the same, but they don't. Would you like to know why? No, I don't, I don't even want to talk about this. Why? It's, it's a bit of the content. <sighs> What do you want to talk about? No, the whole thing. You're right. Doesn't matter. You've never had one. I've had one. I'm just. I'm sore. I'm, I'm hurting. Just, My arm's still hurting. I'm just a week cross. later. Yeah, I'm, I'm cross, cross as well. Not going to get us anywhere, is it? No, I'll be <laughs> mindful for a minute. <laughs> anyway, I'll save you. I'll save you the time. Go on then. By saying because the sequence is basically a change of sequence in, <laughs> in these. Yeah. Don't. You know, I'm not. You're in not the mood. in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is can it? go on the two but Apparently, ways. they could. They, they will be. Like not tens of people to try. They won't have to go through hundreds, hundreds, yeah. and th- even thousands in the trials. They're a couple of rabbits when they finish doing the shampoo in their eyes. Don't even have to bother with animals. Why either. the fuck are we having boosters? This is. Oh, don't. Oh. I know. Next. How many deaths for any reason within twenty-eight days of the vaccine? Mark, would you like to know the number? I found the number today. I saw you sent the link when I said yeah. Man- <laughs> Hancock. He was so Pat Mancock. Yeah, we're not good stick. on that one, are we? Um, <laughs> did you actually watch the bit of him in the House of Commons? Oh, yeah, St- stuttering on that. Yeah. I was just stuttered on the stuttering. Because yeah. he was asked, was it exactly that question? Yeah. And he around and, <laughs> it might be possible. And if if yeah. I can. I'll get back to you. Yeah, privately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the answer to your question is eight. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that's the sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> I saw a freedom. I'm sorry, of... I thought you'd actually found some information. I do have a number for you. Okay. Would you like to know what it is? Yep. This is on the Office of National Statistics website. Yep. So have a, have a guess. Ooh, just a stab in the dark. Well, the number of people that the have died. The number of people that have died due to adverse reactions of the vaccine. Is that how it's phrased? Because of adverse reactions? Yeah. Just before I have my guess. Just yeah. before I have my guess. So on um, this morning, the presenters yeah. had a GP on and it was a phone in. Right. for your vaccine concerns. So this woman right. rang in, Hazel from Dursley, and said... Um, Legit, was it? Yeah. Representing? Local? Yeah. I think I know who she is. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hazel True. And um, she rang up and said, I had the vaccine seven days ago, and I was fine for the first 24 hours, mm-hmm. and then I've had blinding headaches, mm-hmm. massive temperature, yeah. um, goosebumps all over, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's now seven days. She's still feeling shit. Feel shit. Wake up. But she said, I'm taking paracetamol and everything through the night. And when they wear off, it hits me again. Yeah. And the GP said, well, it's well known that a lot of people or most people or one in 10 will have (laughs) um, something for one to two days afterwards. That Mm -hmm. was to be expected. Mm -hmm. She said, so if it's gone on for more than two days, I'd suggest it's something other than the vaccine. What a strange response. Yeah. Yeah. I had it. 24 hours after taking the vaccine. Yeah, well, it can't, it can't it's be continued. That, no, it's mutated into <laughs> pneumonia. Oh, the vaccine's mutated. Can't yeah. imagine that. But it just seems <laughs> such a strange thing. It's almost like, well, it can't be the vaccine now. We can uh, rule that out because that only lasts two days. Yeah. So, and it's only one in 10 anyway, so it has to be something else. Yeah. I'm almost up to 10 people. I'm much about seven in every one of them. That means there's 70 haven't there. Yeah. Okay. Oh. What's the number then? So you're going to guess the number. Tell me what the thing is again. Number of people... So someone asked the ONS. They said, yeah. you asked. Yeah. I request a copy of all data showing deaths within 28 days of a COVID vaccine in the UK since uh, November 2019 till present day. Deaths within 28 days? Yeah, of a COVID well, vaccine. it's going to be thousands because it's... 
In one nursing home, 12 people died within a week of having it. So yeah, it'll be thousands. It has to be thousands because it's people over the age of... So what's your guess, 85. Mark? Thousands. Yes. Just give me one number. 4,361. No, not even close. There are currently zero deaths registered with the aligning ICD-10 codes, brackets cause of death, for this. However, this could change and it'll be updated in this table. So I found the table where the monthly mortality analysis, this is uh, table 12 in the monthly mortality analysis table. Um, and I've got it here and I've opened up the spreadsheet and yeah, absolutely no deaths whatsoever. So should we move on? Because mm. that just can't be argued. Well, let's just table. finish with good news. <laughs> I should put it at the end. Bristol protests. Mm -hmm. Right. Mark, the last three days, there's been a little bit of argy-bargy, so we say, in, our, yeah. in the streets of our, of our beloved city. Particularly last night, there was some more trouble on the streets. So I'd like to know where you were between the hours of 5pm and 11pm yesterday. And I'm not suggesting for one minute that you were in any way part of the violence down there. But if there's anyone in this room who'd raise any suspicion <laughs> on, on, on past form, it ain't going to be me. Okay. I can categorically say mm -hmm. that what was yesterday? Friday. Yeah, all day. Um, from the hours... Um, between five and eleven, yeah, um, I was nowhere near right any part of central Bristol categorically. Okay, right be between those times. Good. Yeah, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. Shall I move on? Or yeah, you shouldn't have been so restrictive with your time. <laughs> Were you in Bristol Town Centre at any after eleven? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so when all the fun starts. I'm not going to go there at five for a peaceful Sorry. protest. I meant 11am this morning. Sorry, oh, right. I, okay. I, I, mis okay. I misread my... <laughs> you should have said, tw yeah, 2300 hours. The captain where, will be where, on where, you. <laughs> Have you been anywhere near Bristol Town Centre in the last 24 hours? Yes, Mark? I went to do some investigative journalism. Did you? Yeah. Blimey, we haven't had this before. No. You should have kind of broadcast live. We could have done it on Instagram. Live stream. There was a live stream, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anything to report? Did, did you see anything? <laughs> anything to see here? It was really interesting. It was fascinating. Okay. I'd seen on the live stream what was happening, and I'd seen one or two things. Because it started quite early. People started gathering maybe like four or five o'clock yes. on College Green, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and From... people were getting... There was quite a nasty attack on four or five people with riot shields that quite was Policemen quite Policemen or people with riot... Because I saw non-police people with riot shields. Yeah, no, policemen with people sitting on the ground. Oh, so the police came in and just were forceful to people sitting? Everybody sat down in Baldwin Street to make it a peaceful protest. Right. Because I think the word on the street was like, we're not really getting anywhere by smashing everything up. Right. So everyone was there picking flowers and giving them to... It was it was like a Banksy thing had come to life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like people with daffodils trying to give it. And they were singing a song when I was down there. It was, um, you're sexy, you're cute, take off your riot suit. And it was like... Okay. That was the... Club trying to song. Get, oh, trying to get the police naked, were they? Yeah. Okay. Interesting strategy. <laughs> Let's get jiggy with it. And so I went down because I thought, we've talked about some of these things, and I thought I'd rather just see for myself. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, I was a, a neutral observer, but by observing, you partake, don't you? Oh, yeah. We've talked about observation. Yeah. We did the observation and stuff, yes. didn't we? Yeah. Oh. Um, and so... So do you think you affected anything by being there? Yes. Oh, like butterflies' wings. Mm. Mm. yeah definitely it was it was i don't know how much detail to go into when i got down there <laughs> the irony was I mean, there's this thing about observing them shouting go get stuck in son isn't there well when i talk about control <laughs> when i talk about controlled opposition mm. in a minute okay yeah. there is a quote from um a french guy um around <laughs> <laughs> you've written this down as well no you can leave you can leave it you can tease the french it's a french guy yeah yeah okay um <laughs> 
And he basically says, our species has fallen victim to the horrific vision of unthinking crowds. And it refers to the propensity for a person to copy a certain behaviour of others in the vicinity or whom they have been exposed to. Yeah, okay. And this is what I was going to speak about. That sheeple? Yes, there is an element of that. Mm -hmm. So when I had written this, Controlled Opposition, which had come out of nowhere, I'd seen a Lenin quote and it fascinated me. Mm -hmm. I then thought this is exactly what I'd written for today's pod was exactly what was happening in the Bristol protests or, or could have been. Because there's elements of Bristol protests to me that make no sense. So, so one element is the 10 most wanted people from the violence on Friday night. Only one of them wore a mask. Now, I know from being in positions where you wouldn't want to be identified with people who've got video recorders on their uniform yeah, and I'm legitimately here. you can have a mask. Why do you go down to a riot mm. with your face? You know, people with, you know, open tattoos or yeah. like, you know, funny hats or, you know, so yeah, identifiable. Yeah. Yeah, you don't right. do that at a riot. It's... I remember that guy in down in Capitol Hill, the one that looked like Jamiroquai. <laughs> <Yes>. Remember him? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah. How did you <laughs> find me? <laughs> you're like, you've Fingerprints. Got, you got, <laughs> you got antlers, mate. Hoof <laughs> <laughs> prints. <laughs> <laughs> so but you're right in a time i saw some you know some proper balaclavas down there yeah yeah and you know they were just being safe yeah weren't they yeah there was, a, the there was a guy there Could with a, with a white balaclava and a fur coat he looked like <laughs> del boy in the ira <laughs> <laughs> getting together it was like selling dodgy gear but it's dodgy machine guns <laughs> but he was very identifiable and on the live stream there was commentary and someone went He's going to be in trouble. Right. And it was like, he was obviously a geezer. Yeah. So I, when I got down there, <laughs> I got behind the police lines, which was really interesting. So I'm standing behind still like all the, the riot police. You've like, still got literally. those home office passes of you from your prison days. <laughs> <laughs> Just flashed you. So I stood You're behind them, literally a, a meter behind and so the, the crowd of protesters were in front. It's probably the most dangerous place. To, you want to get the petrol bombs, aren't you? And the fireworks. Yeah. yeah. With my this heart. Is, <laughs> yeah, this um, is awesome. Yeah. So I stood behind and yeah. literally could hear all the arrangements the riot squad were making. They're going, right. Um, were, you, were you in disguise? Were you, you kind of looked like a street bollard or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then shuffled around and stopped if everyone <laughs> yeah. looked at you. I'd wrap myself. cut two holes in the bollard. I wrapped myself up as a recycling bin <laughs> on wheels and I was wheeling myself <laughs> along. <laughs> I can picture you doing that. At one stage, one of them rested their shield on me. <laughs> I got edgy. So I'm standing there and literally they're going like, section B, eight of you go over there with the blah, blah, blah. Oh, and, fascinating. And then the vans were coming up and they're jumping out of the vans. So I was seeing the protesters from the police point of view. I was l- like literally a metre behind the whole... Now, why they let me in? And at one stage... <laughs> they were looking at you, kind of going... No, yeah, well, <laughs> there, was about, there was about seven or eight of us. And there's a couple having a few beers and we were just chatting. <laughs> One of the right police turned round and they went, do you, do you want to come through? And I went, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine here. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. And she went, okay, okay. And then like, and then there was a guy on the other end, like opposite the right police. He went, I want to get home. Can I, can I come through you? And she went, no. And he went, there's seven people behind you. <laughs> and she went, what? You, we're not going to break the line. <laughs> and I was going like, just, just come through, mate. Like, you know, but she wouldn't let him through. Anyway. What then happened, this was the start of the, the final charge. All the group. <laughs> so all the, the remaining protesters were on St. James Barton roundabout. Oh, yeah. And there must have only been, I'd say, about 200. Nothing going on at all other than 
Yeah, just nothing. So there was 200 people standing in the road, right. probably 100, 150 police. And I guess they were trying to clear the road. Was yeah, they cleared them all the way from by Bridewell Place. So they come about 400 uh, yeah, metres yeah, from town. Right, yeah, yeah. And then some of the crowd had dispersed. By, by Primark. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suddenly, load of vans came and cordoned off all the exits from St. James Barton roundabout. So the only place they could go was up to Stokes Croft. Mm -hmm. So the police were obviously going to shepherd them either down. Sorry, no, it was towards the the motorway. That was the only bit that was open, Bond Street. (laughs) That's that's, that's that's direct them towards a busy motorway. Yeah, and as soon as they got on the motorway, they find them because no pedestrians. (laughs) (laughs) They've all got parking tickets on their heads. Yeah, so the police got more and more police came out. So the line got bigger and bigger. Then you could hear all the dogs. And then suddenly the horses came. Oh, about eight horses and literally just well, charged, know, just, the... just out of nowhere. You could hear them arranging it oh, all. And this guy go, going, move, move, they're coming. And then full pelt, the horses come through. It was like a call sign for the horses. Yeah, they just ran through into the crowd. The crowd These things are massive as well. They are, they are massive. massive. And it was interesting because there was obviously a lot of people there that are sort of activists in all sort of lines. And there was a lot of people getting really cross that the, the way they perceived the horse as being used as a weapon. Well, obviously, it's a resource that the police are going to use and it's pretty effective. Yeah. What they did is just a series of pushing the crowd back mm. bit by bit. And then they would stop and regroup. So the crowd had gone back 40 yards then they stopped the horses. Then they brought the dogs out and chased them and then stopped. Oh, okay. And the idea was to just keep pushing and pushing. So it got to the point with all this furore that I then ended up on the other side. So I ended up with the protesters' side. So I'm there just getting... This is all part of the impartiality that we have on this pod. Yeah, need to get I've both, seen it from both perspectives. Both sides, yeah. Yeah, there was some nasty stuff from protesters. Very little nasty stuff, but bits. A couple of fireworks. Nasty words. People calling people nasty words. <laughs> they were actually goading the police by almost being too nice. They were like, like I was saying, giving them flowers and singing. And it was a little bit. And then it started getting nasty when the dogs came out. And more and more, the British Transport Police were there. They brought in Wiltshire Police. There was a, there was a lot of police forces okay. there. So basically, you were sort of stuck once you're on the protesters' side. They were just kettling you into mm. an area and then cutting you off, cutting you off. Right. And then chased all the way down through Broadmead. There was just one piece of video that had really got to me. And I think this was the reason I went down. I didn't go down looking for trouble. I didn't get in any trouble. I didn't do anything wrong, apart from being there, which I guess is unlawful. It's an unlawful protest. Were you in the road? Were you on the pavement? Where were you observing from? I don't don't think when you're an anarchist, we have curbs. Curbs have no boundaries for us. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a cycle lane. You sat... (laughs) I got an electric scooter. (laughs) (laughs) I was the the only anarchist down there who went to the protest in a Merc. (laughs) So, (laughs) anyway, so there was bits and pieces. It took me back to my football days. There was one or two things that I think were out of order. There was one particular guy holding his head. I didn't see this. I saw this on a video. He was holding his head quite badly just in the sort of fetus position two policemen tried to pick him up to move him and he was injured you could see he was injured and i wouldn't say he necessarily arrest uh, resisted but he wasn't like you know he he was being dragged a bit and was sort of like trying to and then a guy came in with a baton and just absolutely beat the shit out of him when he's lying on the floor and i thought I, i don't think that was needed and the problem is there was so much press like literally where i was standing there was um bristol cable were there bristol 24 7 beast video there was like um mm. and then they've arrested a journalist i don't know if you've seen this no i haven't I've, I th- some I think, of the video i've seen i've seen a lot of people getting hit with batons yeah like, this, just... this guy was from i think it's called capital 911 and he was there with a cameraman and he'd been chased by the police 
And then there's a line. I don't know if you've seen this. There's a line of riot police. It's very, very well filmed. One of the policemen said to him, what are you doing with that camera sort of thing? And he said, I'm live streaming this right. on YouTube. Mm. And this policeman goes, oh, that, that's interesting. It's just like a conversation. Mm. It wasn't. And this guy goes, what do you mean? It's interesting. He said, you just chased me for five minutes. It's, it's all on YouTube. The policeman said, oh, it's just like, I didn't know you could live stream. Like showing you, you could see the conversation. Yeah. And the copper went, how does that happen then? What, what, how do I know the stream? How could I actually watch this? What's happening sort of thing? Mm. And the guy goes, yeah. And the copper had his um, helmet on. And he went, the, the guy goes, oh, this is the channel or something. And the copper goes, sorry, I can't hear you. Uh, and the guy goes, said it again. And the policeman said, seriously, lads, with all this noise, can you just come a bit closer? And he went, no, because you'll hit me with your baton. And the copper, like, basically put it down and go, don't be stupid. And he went, well, as long as you promise. This guy takes a step here. <laughs> the copper jumps him and arrests him. Whoa. And um, he's arrested him for... Having a YouTube channel. No, for being there on Friday night. And what? What? Because he, sh he shouldn't have been. He said, what? you're wanted. You were here for incitement to violence on Sunday night. And that's why they were chasing him. Oh, and he went, I'm a journalist. And he went, I was in London on Sunday night asleep. And it's still being filmed because oh, the other wow. guy's filming him. So they're reading his rights, I'll took to him off. find that. So it'd be really interesting to see because some other YouTubers have gone like, we think he was in London on Sunday night. And literally, it was just so mean of the police to sort of like, yeah, come and tell me about your work. You're nicked. On the BBC News this morning, the, one of the paragraphs said Daily Mirror. I don't know if it's the same guy. Daily Mirror attacked as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Daily, Daily Mirror journalist Matthew Dretch posted a tweet which said he showed him being assaulted by officers as they cleared the city centre, despite telling them he was a member of the media. Yeah. One Labour MP has called for an independent investigation into the policing of most recent protests after reports of journalists and marchers being injured. Do you want to know what Mr Johnson, our Prime Minister, had to say about last night's activities? So last night saw disgraceful attacks against police officers in Bristol. Our officers should not have to face having bricks, bottles and fireworks being thrown at them by a mob intent on violence and causing damage to property. The police and the city have my full support. So is he saying both sides? <laughs> He's supporting both sides. <laughs> I think from what I saw last night, I saw both sides. I actually thought if I was a policeman in riot gear in this position, I'd just go, I just want to get him off the streets and go home. Mm. If I was a protester, and I would say the vast majority, there are people that are troublemakers, but mm. there was an awful lot of people sitting down, you know, doing the peace sign, not mm. provoking mm. anything. Mm. And I think the bigger issue and this is when I'm going to talk about the controlled opposition, mm. is that the people were there. The majority, I think, had a legitimate protest about this new bill. This right. new bill is quite scary. Also, the new bill, from what we're going into it now, but is vast. Yes. It is not just about permission to protest or the stuff about noise levels. Oh yes, and or it, and they if, read you, it, if you stop people working, you can you can be turned because it can comes be, from probably the extension rebellion stuff, doesn't it? In terms of you know when they park that pink boat on the on that uh, bridge and shut. Was it London down or was it in Bristol? Oh, they in shut Bristol, Bristol down it, for a week. Yeah, there's all sorts of things to to stop that from happening. So you know, even this, this even, even though it's peaceful, you cannot just sit in the middle of the road, for example. Even if you go to organise a, you know, even if it's organised or not. Yeah. Anyway, the protest now can be one person. So yeah. it's aimed at the guy that was outside the Houses of Parliament with a loudspeaker. With a megaphone, yes. Yeah. And, and so he now, because yeah. it's disturbing people in their work, that's one of the lines in there. Yeah, and Nicky Campbell on, on, on the radio was saying, people are down in the middle of town preaching about their faith. Yes. Are they getting shut down as well? Mm. Equally, the new coronavirus extension. 
so frightening, mm. like massively frightening. The powers that they yeah. have. So we're not actually coming out of anything at all. Are we're we? Not, not about, in why, terms why would you, of why would you why would you extend all those powers? There's other things in there. For example, people being sectioned under mental health mm. and um, can now be held for 120 hours yeah. rather than 72. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine a lot of people don't know about all the other things no. in this bill. No. it's so long. We just get the headline ones. Of course, of course. But yeah, there's an awful lot there around mental health. It's, it's also about adults and children being taken away when they have the virus and they're not doing what yeah, they're told. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is very scary. But of course, Labour just voted it through as well. Or didn't. I mean, you can't oppose bills now anyway, really, can you? But mm. yeah, it is scary. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to read the last <laughs> I'm going to read my conclusion first just because it's relevant to what we've said. That's what you had to do at school, wasn't it? Is that well, kind of start with your conclusion? Yeah, kind of your hypothesis. Executive summary and then kind of disprove or prove your um, hypothesis. When I describe what controlled opposition is, this will make more sense, but relevant to the Bristol protests and the reason I went down yesterday was literally because of everything I've read here. Mm-hmm. And my summary is or my conclusion is the riots they weren't riots. I've been in riots. They weren't riots. The protests, it had to be Bristol. They had to be in Bristol. They wouldn't have worked the same way anywhere else. And I'll explain why when I tell you about controlled opposition. What happened with those protests is that, in effect, they undermined the cause they were fighting for. As they so often do. So often do. And then you ask yourself the question. Like, like the extension like with, rebellion. We've already mentioned them. Yes. Everyone's like, yeah, okay, I, I hear what you... And then they just piss everybody off. Yes. And you're like... The thing you may have a you may have good reason. This might be a good cause, but I'm so pissed off with you right now because I'm late for work or whatever. Yes, and I don't want to hear your story. And you've just fallen straight into my trap. Because <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's para five. Number two is it had to be Bristol because the way that the protests have been shown mm. unite popular opinion in terms of. Mm. That's why we need to do something about protests. Yeah. Therefore, we do need a bill. Yeah. These guys have just proved the need for a bill. Setting fire to riot vans. Yes. What next? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My third one was vehicles. Can you actually see through this paper? Yes, I can. (laughs) Okay. My third one was vehicles. Uh What I was saying is that the the, the pictures of the vehicles and the fire are very striking. Yeah. I was surprised at how many vehicles were set alight. Vehicles are allegedly got a mate of a mate. They're hard to set on fire. Yeah. <laughs> unless you, aren't they? Unless you put, um, aren't they, Mark? Unless you. <laughs> I have got a story about that, actually. <laughs> but I saw a guy, there's that, there's that, you know, the content is awful, but there's that lovely picture, isn't there, of that kiddie in Bristol doing a kickflip. Was that from kind of Sunday night? The guy falling off the bonnet? No, no oh. that's a completely different video. There's, yeah. there's, there's, a riot, there's a riot van on fire. Someone kind of running away, and then someone popping like a kickflip on a skateboard. It couldn't oh, okay. be. It couldn't oh, be yes. more. It couldn't yes. be more it's, Bristol. It could, but it also couldn't have been more staged. It <laughs> yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Brilliant. The but point. Then, but the, then I saw another video where there's a guy. This the the, the, the riot van's already already on fire, and he's got a bit of cardboard, and he's trying to put it underneath to like. Yes. It's like it's not a bonfire, mate. No. You know and I mean? it was it's being driven. <laughs> yeah, but I think the question when I looked up the vehicles, it was X number of vans have been set alight, mm. and I think it was eight vehicles that were used for something like community integration work. All right. So I've looked into that, and it basically means plainclothes or unmarked police cars. Yeah, yeah. So eight of those. The point I'm making, and this isn't a this isn't a judgment or a statement, other than saying, is that when you see a riot van on fire, mm. that's a scary image. Yeah. 
as you say, a lot of those, so say, had people in where they were set fire, but some that I've seen any, didn't have anybody in. Anyone quite appreciates who hasn't been near a car fire, just how fucking hot it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where those pictures were being taken, you probably couldn't stand there for very long. No. Those things are fierce. But no matter... Yeah, I don't want to comment on this other than say, like last night, I couldn't see how anyone last night would easily have been able to set fire no. to a police vehicle surrounded as they were. throw a petrol bomb on and it yes. go under it, up it, up the yeah. side of it. But to take out 11 or 12 or 40, depending yes. what report you want. Yeah, exactly. And as I'm saying, every pit, every one of those seems to have been captured as a picture. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fourth one I'm going to, going to mention is the broken bones, because that was getting shouted out a lot yesterday, mm. that there was a report of a punctured lung, broken arm. And then 24 hours later, the police said... It wasn't, that didn't actually happen and we apologise. Oh, didn't know uh, that. Yeah. And so fine, they've come up, they could have stuck with the story, they've come up, fair enough. But it, it's almost like that then became a headline. The apology yeah, yeah. 24 hours later doesn't yeah, yeah, take away true. the headline yeah. from the front of the mail, you know, punctured lung and 20. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about is a Lenin quote that says, the best way to control the opposition is to lead it ourselves. And I saw this and I thought, I sort of think I know what he's saying. Mm. But I don't know if it's true. So I read something by Roderick Campbell, who described what he understands by the phrase controlled opposition, which is what Lenin said there. The best way to control the opposition is to lead it ourselves. And that quote is the basis for this concept. Here's the interesting thing. I don't expect you to do this now. But if you Google controlled opposition, you find one or two references to Lenin's speech, mm -hmm. one or two references to political. And most of it seems to be relating to something on Sound, SoundCloud mm. and a very small band that no one's heard about and some musical references right. that controlled opposition is, I don't know, just obscure. So okay. it, it's really hard to see what it is. Mm -hmm. So I thought then, mm. well, in fact, no, can I give you the task? What, of doing that? No, of going to Wikipedia and yes. telling me what you know about. So this is the fount of all knowledge. Font of all, font, fount, font, font, font. Wikipedia's description of controlled opposition is, bearing in mind this is Lenin, so it's a big, you know, he's a big time player. I went to the Kremlin once, knocked on the door and went, Lenin. Uh, this might be what you're getting at, Mark, but there's actually nothing. But surely there must be. It's a very well-known political. So Wikipedia has nothing on the phrase controlled opposition. Doesn't, Mark. Oh, okay. Typical conspiracy theory, eh? <laughs> An observation. Conspiracy theory now, but won't will be an alternative view in six months. Alternative view is what I think I want to take conspiracy theory out of all our things, because they're not. They're alternative views. Yeah, as, as soon as we said, talk about them. They become real. Yeah. So that is interesting, isn't it? The Wikipedia doesn't have something that is a well-known political. Correct, yeah. Oh, Rook. Destroy the Opposition is a third album by American death metal band Dying Fetus. Is that what kept coming up? Yeah, that and some other things. Hello, America. <laughs> Hello, Japan. Um, Konnichiwa. Happy New Year to you. Okay. <laughs> so Campbell claims that controlled opposition is attacked. <laughs> so. Sorry, carry on. Campbell claims that controlled opposition is a tactic which has been used throughout the entirety of the known human history. But you'll find that the internet has been cleaned of almost every meaningful reference. And it is, like, it's seriously very hard. Controlled opposition, Campbell feels, was introduced in George Orwell's book 1984, which oh, we've yeah. mentioned before, which is dystopian novel, paints a vivid picture of a grim future. Interesting, his description here is, humanity has become the slave of perpetual warfare, inescapable government surveillance, 
insidious propaganda and irrational denialism. In Orwell's novel, people focus on the superstate, so it's things like the Thought Police and Big Brother, those are the big mm -hmm. things. But in fact, the single greatest character is someone called Goldstein, and he is the leader of the Brotherhood. He used to be part of Big Brother and he fell out with them. So within the narrative of 1984, Goldstein is supposed to be the hero whose revolutionary writing inspires those woke minds within the system to rise up and dismantle the corrupt system in which they're enslaved. So, okay, so the, the, the guy on the inside yes. became part of the rebellion. Yes, and, okay. that's how it's... Yeah, yeah, okay. But as the novel progresses, he's nothing more than a fiction, a character created by the dominant culture to bait dissenters into the open so they can be identified and neutralised. So this is a vivid picture of controlled opposition. Well, even to, to he, entice dissidents out of the establishment. Have I got that right? Yeah, I think it's it's that either he either he did exist and his story was he's fallen out with Big Brother, so he must hate you know whoever's your but that makes the enemy's enemy is your he, friend. One of our one he's of our one of ours now because he's he's rejected all that. Yeah, and you wouldn't know, would you? No, or it was a completely made up thing, mm. and it was just like do as he says because he's now anti Big Brother. So Orwell uses this character to demonstrate an insidious tactic which is to control the boundaries of dissent. Mm. So he's effectively a rat trap to ensnare those few individuals who dare look beyond the veil of our manufactured reality. And that's what you've just been saying. We're looking at an alternative reality. We're not saying it's a conspiracy. We're just saying the mainstream media and the government can have their view. If you have an alternate view, it doesn't make you wrong mm. or conspiracy theorist. It makes you challenging. And I saw something the other day that said, and this is similar to religion because of the stuff that's been going on mm. in Batley. If you're confident in your religion or you're confident in your science, mm. then people questioning it shouldn't cause you consternation. So if you say to a scientist, I don't know how this vaccination works, I don't believe it works, if they believe it works, they should be able to prove it. Yeah. And so dissension could be taken as discussion or argument. It doesn't have to be you're wrong, just mm. accept it works. So this character gets these people out so they can be processed and neutralized before they ferment any real resistance against the hegemony, which is dominance of the state. So he then looks at what's happening in the world today in terms of 1984. And he said, we're faced with a dying planet. Corporations employ puppets like Donald Trump, Boris Johnson, and Jai Bolsonaro, the Brazilian president, mm -hmm. which is interesting because he's been in the news a lot for his views on, on COVID, right. to serve rotational roles as villains in order to focus the unthinking masses on the two minutes of hate against fleeting enemies, mm -hmm. distracting us from the more fundamental forces mm -hmm. behind our collective extinction. And I was thinking, we said something the other day, how... There's a constant stream every day of something, you know, Biden falling up the steps, yeah. Trump being a, accused of something, Epstein, Prince Andrew, Meghan and Harry. Every single day, there's mm. something that almost distracts us yeah. from the fact that the is billionaires that, are taking over the world. Yeah, you know it's a right? classic kind of, you know, great day to bury bad news. Yeah, but every, every day is. Single day. Day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's almost, you know, when you walk up, wake up and look at Twitter, there will be a wicked story. Yeah, and it's almost, yeah. this is what I'm going to go towards for Bristol protest. It's almost yeah. like when we look at the fact that the bill that's being brought in has a maximum sentence for pulling a statue down mm. that yeah. is higher than oh, some of... The, that was one of the other things that came into the bill as well. Yes, it? the, and it's higher than some of the minimum yeah. sentences for rape or for, for sexual assault. I don't want to be exact yeah, yeah, on yeah, the, sure. the legislation. That's why it had to be Bristol. And so why a, a statue should be different in terms of criminal damage. And 10 years is a long time. Yeah, a long time, yeah. yeah. I mentioned, um, I didn't mention his name, Gustave Le Bon's horrific vision of unthinking crowds. 
this is the propensity for a person to copy a certain behavior of others. And that happened yesterday. Mm. When people were peaceful yesterday, everyone around them was peaceful. When they got charged by horses, everybody changed and it became a crowd mentality. And it's the same as football violence. You go along with the crowd. It's very hard when everybody else is there screaming and looking at things to throw to go, just give them another daffodil and it'll be all right. So he he wrote in um, a work called The Crowd in 1895 to explain undesirable aspects of behavior of people in crowds. And he said a crowd is much more than the physical presence of the individuals who comprise them. A crowd is best defined as a psychological occurrence rather than the physical one. They act and behave differently from the public. The thing about the crowd was, I think, around crowd mentality. And so the thing about controlled opposition is how much the state has an influence. And this is the point I'm making about Bristol. After Colston's statue being pulled down... Mm which was worldwide news, yeah. it, it almost had to be this city that would have three days of protests slash riots. It almost, it, you couldn't have, if you were writing a script, and what I'm saying is, is that why would you do something that is going to undermine what you're trying to bring about? Why would you do it and not have masks on? Why would on one day all the police vehicles be set alike, but on the other days not one? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that that feeling of being staged, that that, that the crowd mentality suddenly created something. And the other question I was thinking yesterday is, if it was a peaceful protest, I didn't see a single piece of property damage yesterday in terms of there were no windows going in and there was no, you know, there was no looting. I was thinking, if the police hadn't been there, what would have happened? (laughs) Yeah. Because if the police weren't there, there was no one to fight. So the police might say it was unlawful gathering. Mm in the same way that the, the Sarah Everard vigil was an unlawful yeah. gathering. But, and I'm going to no, mention... No, it's a good point. If you just literally take the police, the police will just have a night off. Yeah. What's the worst that would have happened? Bit of traffic control, closing the roads. Not even that? Yeah. Would people have... That's a really good point. I'm just sorry, I'm just playing that out in my mind. Yeah. If everyone had just gone and sat in the middle of the road, lots of people have beat, right? But yeah. unless, unless anyone's paying attention or they've caused a bit of a fuss... Yeah. It's a classic, isn't it like bullying kind of the best way to ignore, you know, get rid of a bully is by ignoring them. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying protesters are bullying, but it's that kind of scenario where it, if there isn't an opposition, there's, there's nothing. Yeah. You can't that, aim that, your anger at anything if there's nothing there to aim at. isn't there. Yeah. So the point I'm going to make. No. Almost, because if it doesn't become news, no one even knows about the cause anyway. So is anyone going to go, some people went and sat down in a road and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not the impact they want, is there? No. Some people, like you said, handed flowers out and someone was mildly annoyed at, at not being able to uh, get home or whatever. <laughs> Mild annoyance in city centre. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So That's a good point if you just take take that tension away. So what I was coming to the conclusion of mm. is that, that in terms of controlled opposition is that is there a series of controlled opposition that almost takes our eye off the ball? Because what's happened now is more people are saying we need the bill because of idiots like this. Hmm. So the sake of a few hundred people acting like prats, public opinion has swayed even more. So there won't now be a massive discussion about whether the bills, it'll just go through and people accept. Yeah. They tear down a statue, they could get 10 years in prison. Mm-hmm. And this is why when you say Extension Rebellion was a very good one. Mm. So this uh, writer, Roderick Campbell, says, our latest iteration of controlled opposition may be Extension Rebellion, which supposedly stands in contrast to the death cults which now control much of the world. And I think they're going like figures like Donald Trump and um, the Brazilian president who right. are sort of like all-consuming. Mm. And this is interesting when it's written like this. This, uh, and take it, sorry, let me just say, 
when Extinction Rebellion were in Bristol, mm. they were allowed to park. Was it? It was a pink boat. Sure, wasn't it was a it? pink boat. Yeah, for I think a week or ten days in the busiest part of Bristol mm-hmm. by Bristol Bridge. Yeah, and it wasn't moved on. No, it wasn't moved on. So someone has it said, wasn't forcibly moved. It no. wasn't dragged out of the way. But if I or you went with our football team and decided supporting our professional football team, yeah. and a thousand of us said we're going to sit in the road, yeah, we would have been had a baton round our head, been arrested for public so, yeah. order. But you can put a mass... So how come that is how therefore allowed? Happen? Yeah, yeah, right. One of the protests in Bristol yesterday was travellers were protesting because they're basically right, yeah. going to be moved on a lot mm, quicker. Mm. So they were on College Green. Now, they yeah. were moved on right. very, very quickly in the protest. People came, they ripped their tents down because they put tents up and they were all moved on very, very quickly. Right. But Extinction Rebellion weren't. No. And they had sound systems and they were dancing and traffic was absolutely yeah, it was, for, for a week yeah, in the centre of Bristol. Yeah. So what they're saying is that Extinction Rebellion, and then he's gone, this supposed resistant movement is made up of privileged members of society who drape themselves in the robes of moral superiority while simultaneously largely ignoring the enslaving of children in cobalt mines necessary for their iPhones, the devouring ecosystems through their toilet paper, and the burning the planet alive through their fossil fuel consumption. And that was one of the things that came, that people were joining, you know, like basically driving Mm. to go to to be in a protest about climate change. Yeah. And the guy who is behind Extension Rebellion is having a lot of young people doing the dirty on the roads stuff while he's sort of masterminding the whole thing. We are led to believe that street theatre, weekend marches and media interviews are the fringe of rebellion. By framing the world this way, they are effectively controlled opposition. Joining their cause in its current form does does much more than add us to government lists, confines us within the predetermined boundaries of the death cults who are at this very moment leading us to global extinction. This, to me, reminded me of the plastic straws up the turtle's nose. Mm. If you're worrying about the plastic straw at the turtle's nose, you're not worrying about Amazon or <laughs> what Facebook are doing. And now they're, they're, it's just come out, they're the two biggest lobbyists of US politicians, right. Amazon and Facebook. Right. Like, yeah. what are they lobbying? Yeah. You know, And so you can ignore the big issues because these side issues like extension, Extinction Rebellion is doing fuck all. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It isn't changing the world. Yeah. It isn't having any effect on climate change a few people might feel better about it or how effective is it i don't know yeah i couldn't answer it i'd say not as effective as as greta speaking on a lectern yeah i would argue but what i'm saying in terms of positivity and positive reinforcement and education and not pissing anyone off Mm. because pissing anyone off never got anyone anywhere you know but what i'm saying is is that if they're allowed to 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 have a protest and they did this in london for for a long Mm. long time and in bristol it almost looks like, well, how come the authorities allowing that? You or I could not park in the middle of but Bristol. Is it, is it what it's in the name of? Is that what you're saying? Yes. And if it, it can like, then... Because we talked about a couple of pods ago, if it's in the name of, of a greener world, an environmental utopia, yeah. you know, just turning this shit around, yeah. everyone's like, well, fair game. That's why all the big companies are, are going on about green so much is because they can, they can ride in on that charger. And... Yeah, what I'm saying is Extinction Rebellion could have street theatre, they could have graffiti, they could have closing down roads in Bristol. Mm. Like whole bridges were closed. People had to have massive it, it diversions. Was yeah. It was shit. There was people that couldn't get to hospital because yeah, roads true. were blocked, people missing their babies to, being born. Missing appointments and stuff. Well, yeah, someone right. missed their, their father died, didn't they? And they couldn't get to mm. them in time. So it was it was major upheaval. The point I'm making is that that was allowed by the authorities. Mm. And is it because you say because it's 
in inverted commas, green, is it because it's part of controlled opposition and it's like keeping the masses happy because you can see something's happening? But why should it be any difference that when people put up pop-up tents on College Green mm. the night before last, they were ripped down within two hours of being there yeah. and everyone sent back to their homes? How can that not be any more legitimate than someone blocking the street? Mm. So the authorities are now making a decision based on what? The, yeah. the, the, the validity of the cause yeah right and in which case who decides the validity yeah so the final bit that i want to say is that in american politics he says we're asked will you vote red or blue environmental activism we asked will you perform street theater or deny global warming by controlling the opposition and defining the parameters of acceptable rebellion and i think that's the point mm. it's acceptable rebellion <laughs> the forces <laughs> of death nullify our ability to meaningfully resist our own annihilation the idea behind this maxim is that if the state allows a certain amount of opposition to exist and often infiltrates protest movements or steers them from afar, then dissidents are permitted to bleed off tension without actually endangering the regime. People with the savvy and energy to organise real trouble are swallowed up by doomed groups fighting for doomed causes. And that's how it felt that what happened in Bristol is now just going to disappear. Mm. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. You feel you've had your voice. Achieve, yeah, achieve nothing. Yeah. We've controlled you. We've shown who's in charge. Mm. And now everything will just go back to how it was. Good luck editing that lot. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so you said we've got mailbag, Mark. This one is going to blow your mind. Um, well, firstly, when we had our, our quite long business meeting just now, I've had a lot of verbal feedback about your editing of the fairy tale got a oh, lot yeah. of love that day <laughs> i think the whole fairy tale got a lot of love i think that could mm. be a feature but i think this this is my favorite one from russian spy this is why it's taking it's encrypted <laughs> um, <laughs> you just had to decrypt it have you <laughs> oh and i've got to press bloody translate um <laughs> <it's good. laughs> there's a russian thing kremlin Lenin, yeah. we've had Lenin, yeah. Russian spy. Spooky coincidence. We love a spooky coincidence. Oh, don't we just? <laughs> Do you think that advert I got on Instagram for cleaning your pole for pole dancers was a spooky coincidence? I'm trying to see why that... I, I, I wasn't going to bring that up, but you've just brought it up. Mm. You sent me... A, right, we'll come on to Russian spy in a minute. Okay. We've just, we've just got more important things. things. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about cleaning fluids for yeah. poles, as in poles that you dance on, right? Yes. So you sent me this X-Clean 100ml single bottle of... Uh, talk about niche products, right? Do you want, do you want to read the, the... I'd love to. In a, can you do it in a good advertising voice? Uh, no. Okay. So X-Clean 100ml single, when nothing else works, X-Clean is there to remove the most stubborn marks and residue on your pole. I mean, re yeah. residue is probably the word I, I struggle with on there. If you've got residue on your pole, I mean... <laughs> I'm not actually sure what we're talking about now. <laughs> it is. It's for pole dancers. For pole dancers. Yeah. Right. So and I received an advert for that. So I'm, I understand, right, that, you know, areas of your body will touch that pole. Yes. Not got a problem with it. It's no. Fucking art form. Good yes. luck to them. It's amazing. Some of the stuff's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Gymnastics. And we've been to some establishments Gymnastic in our time. Gymnastic establishments. In yeah. our time, haven't we? Yes. On our tours, we go to gymnastic establishments yeah. just to appreciate the, uh, the athleticism well, the ballet, I like to call it aerial ballet. Yeah, you're always going on about, can we go to the ballet now? Can we go to the ballet? Drink up, lads, want to go to the ballet? Yeah, it's all coming back to me. 
<laughs> but we've seen some where they've kind of like dropped like ten foot upside down mm. and landed an inch mm. with a head an inch from the from the stage. Yeah, it's impressive stuff. Yeah, isn't it? Anyway, I understand that there's there's per- certain parts of of, uh, of of people's bodies that touch the poles, right? Mm. And I imagine like any yeah, you know, we have showers and baths in our houses yeah. if we're lucky enough to yeah. have houses and baths and showers. Yeah, and parts of our anatomy will at some point probably touch something, right? Mm. For my knowledge, I think there's there's a handful of uh, adequate cleaning products out there. Slip bang. Yeah. Sif. Mm-hmm. Diff. Formerly flash. known as. <laughs> yeah. Cleaner for me. <laughs> yeah. But there's something specifically for body residue and I guess just sweating in it to, to wipe off metal. Yeah, there are cleaning products. Yeah. I, I don't understand why it has to be so niche. Yeah, an X clean. You know. Should be XXX clean, shouldn't it? <laughs> But like Flash isn't ever advertised as, you know, to clean your pole of residue and... Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. they should. Maybe they're missing a trick. But. I saw um, an advert for... Not an advert for bleach, but a discussion of bleach the other day. I think it was Dettel. It says kills 99.9% of all known germs. Oh, and that. underneath, someone had written, nothing's perfect. And some underneath <laughs> that had written, the 0.1 that doesn't get killed is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to your uh, so Russian spy. So Russian spy. I don't even think I can do a Russian accent, so I won't. Spooky coincidence, repod 60. You talk about lithium in Cornwall. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. My sister has just been headhunted by British Lithium Mining Company in Cornwall. She's been with them two weeks. Oh, interesting. Mm. Mm. And, yes, Terrapin Huts. I'd forgotten the hut bit. They are Terrapin Huts. We had them. So there's... What, in Russia? What? Yeah, out in the salt mines. Wow, okay. And then, so that's all good and proper. Mm. And then... Yeah. On the other hand, army captain, two from army captain. Oh, wow. He listens early, doesn't they? Yeah. Cracker sparrows. <laughs> Shooting them, probably. Um, <laughs> hi, hi, Mark. Love your story on being a dispatch rider in the snow. I did exactly the same in the snow trying to find Guildford from London. It's what, like ended we've... up in Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be that bad. Yeah, I went to a garage in Burnley. <laughs> yeah. But he also said that they weren't called Terrapins. I'll ignore that one. Because oh, Russian, right. right. uh, Russian spy outranks him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's it. Okay, cool. We mentioned Japan. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. So we were really hot. I'd put this on Instagram earlier. Don't know when you saw my story. I haven't seen it yet, no. So we were really hot in Japan yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. And a less hot today. We've slipped in the charts. We were 25. Yeah. In Japan yesterday for mental health podcasts, right? Yeah. I didn't even know we had anyone in Japan. Um, um, in Chiba. We do, do we? In Chiba. Chiba, do we? C-H-I-B-A. I've looked it up. All our listeners in Japan are in Chiba. Oh, I've okay. looked it up. It's nice. I wouldn't mind going there. It's nice. I had a look on TripAdvisor. It's about 50 quid a night at their best hotels. It's really? lovely. Yeah. I think they've got sea and snow and sand and... Blossom. Whoa. Looks a nice place. Chiba is the capital city of Chiba Prefecture, Japan. It sits about 40 kilometers, it's 25 miles, southeast of the center of Tokyo on Tokyo Bay. Oh, it does sound nice. Mm. Chiba City is one of the Kanto region's primary seaports and is home to Chiba Port, which handles one of the highest volumes of cargo in Japan. I think we should go. It looks lush. Mm. We can put a request in. We'll do an exchange. I'd like to, you know, should we do an yeah. exchange? I'd like to go and with stay a, with, with... A pod, with a podcast in Chiba. Or, or our listeners in Chiba. Well, just like house swap. Yeah. We could do that, couldn't we? No, I'd like to stay with them. <laughs> yes. Not a house swap. Yeah, we so go there and then ten, they come here and we don't know actually Two meet. weeks, I'd say. You want two weeks in Chiba? Yeah. Okay. 
see what we can do. So anyway, yeah, we were we were twenty twenty fifth in the charts. Mm. So that fickle what the world is. Uh, and now we're 113. It's even worse than one of <laughs> I think it's because we didn't get we didn't get a slot on top of the pops. Uh, so in Canada, uh, for anyone else's reference, we're 241. I didn't know that. Mm. In Germany, we've we've we're 100. Well, we've been we've been pushing the German. Yeah, so we're actually in the hundred. We're in the top 100 officially. Um, in Great Britain, 226. That's not bad. No, it's good, right? I think it's good. Yeah, I do. Uh, Tunisia. 50. We are hot stuff in Tunisia. <laughs> and the Ukraine, 233. Well, we used to be, we used to do well in the Ukraine. Yeah, they've changed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's us on the uh, popularity. One other thing that you made me laugh today, when yeah. I, no, the other day, when we're talking about that Krispy Kreme offer. Oh, yeah. Does that not do, I know when you said it, <laughs> is it available <laughs> in the UK? There's me slagging it off. But for those who didn't see, I put an Insta story in. Basically, if you show your vaccination card in a Krispy Kreme in america yeah you can get a glazed donut every day for the rest of the year yeah i've been all over that but they because it's got um confidential stuff on it they won't stamp it or take a photograph so basically you just yeah go back in your face so we need more of that here 42 but the final stat of the day 42 mm. percent of the american population yeah this looks like you're making it up on the spot no i'm just trying to do some sums in my head so that must be a donut <laughs> are eating a donut right now that means that obviously that's over 120 million people. So over 120 million people yeah. in America yeah. have put on in excess of 29 pounds, i.e. two stone, during the pandemic. Whoa, okay. And I'm just, I'm just thinking, obesity was one of the major here. The, the, well, well, anyway, the number the of people who were dying world, yeah. that were obese was was a very high factor. Mm -hmm. And someone did say with the Krispy Kreme, it's like. Everyone's going on about masks, but no, there's still nothing yeah. about people looking after their own yeah. immunity. Yeah, yeah, true. And then that offer is like it sums it up, doesn't yeah. that? Yeah, you still you still take it <laughs> all over it. You're salivating all over it. <laughs> that's it for this episode well done for getting this far and thanks for listening give us a follow on instagram and twitter at i'm finecast and send your feedback and ideas to i'm finecast at gmail.com don't forget to give us a five-star review on apple podcasts and tell a friend or two in the next episode no idea no idea what are we going to make an announcement are we or not i don't know no no think on it well, i haven't actually done what we said we we're going to do in the last episode, in this episode. So, you know, okay. we'll just see how we go, shall we? We'll okay. just turn up and see what we've got going on. Yeah. See which riot you've been to this week. <laughs> Protest. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Sorry. Peace and love. <laughs> right. See you next episode. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.